We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast, episode 35 with Philip Ryan Block. Let me tell you about this episode. This is one of my all-time favorite episodes, believe it or not. Because of the fire and the knowledge we got out of this. I mean, every episode's great, but this one for something... I feel like we just hit so many topics. We hit mental health, you're not alone, music industry, independency, patience, you name it, entrepreneurship, how to be self-independent with your choices you make, just everything. And general knowledge, it was great. Fantastic. But PRB, let me tell you about PRB. If you haven't followed Phil Brian Block, especially on Instagram, definitely follow him. He's got some major content, major nonprofits he's working with for the music industry. I think you'll like it. And enjoy episode 35 with Phil Brian Block. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. And we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation Podcast, episode 35. With Philip Ryan Block. And without further ado, I'm going to let Philip introduce himself. Awesome, Philip. Cannot wait. And we have some great questions along the way, man. I'm just really looking forward to it. Awesome. All right. All right. So, question one Who told you about Anchor? Huh. I, 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 have, I can't lie. Gary Vaynerchuk told me about Anchor. Gary V, yep. Well, not um, told me directly, but but yeah, yeah. No, I mean he is he is honestly out of all the interviews I've done, probably the number one answer I've gotten. So it's uh, it's very impressive this <laughs> man's legacy for sure. But yeah, I'm uh, that's that's the number one answer on that one for sure. So question two, this is interesting. So what is your current occupation right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. That that's an interesting question to answer. Um. I will go with this relationship developer. I just happened to wrap that up with CEO and, and board of director or member of board of directors and Larry stuff. But honestly, my, my occupation is people and relationships. Interesting. Now, without going, you know, too much in detail, can you just give like a brief overview of like any, Anything you've done with the, your relationship? Anything you've like well, worked on? Um, yeah, I'll give you guys a little bit of history. Um, seven years ago, I started an organization called Independent Ear, uh, what was formerly known as Independent Ear Productions, a um, DIY, very low-level uh, independent music label. Um, more recently, I took on a partnership role inside our a co-founder inside of a media uh, media branding social ad agency uh, called Block Media Group, and am now a member of the board of directors on a nonprofit organization called Notes to the Soul. Interesting. It's a bit, that that is very interesting because you talk about the board director, which I, that that seemed to hit on me. Now, like I said, was the last follow-up. So, what do you? So you're kind of just more – now, you private or are you kind of just kind of an affiliate or am I in the middle there? Um, well, I'm 
I'm the CEO or the founder of Independent Ear, okay. the co-founder and CEO of Block Media Group, and a member of the board of directors on uh, a musician education organization called Notes to the Soul. Uh, okay, that, that that makes more sense. So that seems like you start with kind of from the the bottom, scratch a little bit. Still, you're still ever developing, which we'll we'll learn a little bit later. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, question three this is a good one. How do you utilize other social media platforms to promote your music brand? I re- I <laughs> let's see, uh, relentlessly. Um, relentlessly. That's the only way to explain it. Relentlessly, but strategically all at the same time. Um, when I first started Independent Ear, it was seven years, about seven years ago, May of 2011. I started it and I started with nothing more than me and a Facebook page. And over the last seven years, I've transitioned into obviously multiple other platforms, LinkedIn, Shaper, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, for you guys, for you old school social media guys, uh, path is where I got one of the places I got my start with independent ear. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the main platforms that I've used over the years. Um, and as far as how do I use, utilize them for me, it's about creating connection and real human, um, interaction. Yeah. 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 That's, human connection and interaction. That's important. Social media is it's pretty much 2017 now, and when we get the interview out in 2018, it's pretty much it's pretty much the modern way of doing it. I mean, if you don't have a social media, it looks like you're it kind of looks like you're behind the time. So it is important to kind of u- utilize a good strategy and promote great content for sure. Exactly. And honestly, I've made so many mistakes that it's like I've learned from them. So Learning. My yeah. Real objective is to have so many to to utilize my mistakes to help educate and inform others so that they don't make the same ones that i did that's the best way to do it you know the mistakes you learn you try to help others you know pursue them so they don't have to make the same mistakes you did kind of kind of like hey i did this you shouldn't do this and just god kind of guide to the the light for sure right like i did this don't be a fucking idiot and do the same thing. <laughs> that that's that that's it. Just just don't just don't do it. That's it. It's simple right. as that. Sure. Like learn from my mistake because I made it so that you didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> that's life. That's great. That's a great that's a great quote though. You know, just don't just don't do a ridiculous thing and you should be safe, you know. But uh No, I encourage you, do ridiculous things. Oh, do okay. Just don't do the thing you did. <laughs> I, I, I know. Right. right. Just, just be strategic with exactly how ridiculous you plan on going. As a, yeah, stra- stra- that is important. Social media, uh, social media strategy is important too. Just, just, right. just, just be yourself. It's just always, it's just always good. Exactly. Question four is what? What is one thing you like about building a personal brand? <sighs> I get to be me. Right. Like the, the, this is what I think a lot of people, especially in the entrepreneur space in 2017, fail to do when they're building a personal brand. They they don't make it about them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like how many online marketers and quote unquote entrepreneurs that you know of. Only deliver other people's fucking content. Right. Like. I've seen so many Instagram pages because, I mean, obviously I'm in the influencer and the, influ- and the, the, the motivational space to a certain extent. So 
I see all the places where they're sharing other people's quotes and it's just like, do your own. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I share the occasional Gary V post from time to time, but like, for me, it's about being me and, and showing what I do day in and day out for no reason other than to show people that it's okay, that it's okay to make mistakes, that it's okay to not, be the polished perfectionist that everyone tells you, everyone told you you had to be growing up. That's a great point. I mean, sometimes we lose sight that your best friend is you. I mean, you are right. your, your best friend. And if you can't do you, then you gotta, you gotta try something different. You gotta change because without, right. without, without being real, people will see it right through you. Sure. See, I spent so long trying to be someone else. That's the crazy part. Yeah. I spent so long looking up to people who were so far ahead of where I was that I actually further lost myself. Right? Like, mm -hmm. because I spent so much time consuming and, and thinking like them and being like them that I wasn't like me in being true to me. That's what it takes sometimes. Sometimes it's almost like saying, Wait, I'm not doing me. Is this a wake-up call? It's kind of like that wake-up call. Once you realize that you have to do you, not just in social media, but in, in the world and the you know life, then you right. know. Then you know you got to attack it the right way, rather than kind of focusing on some big-time person or or even just you know someone else, even in general. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. That's that's. I'm glad you glad you're uh, you took yourself that initiative to be you, which is great. Even I mean that's the great thing. It's, be, it's better to have it now than never. That's, that's also important. Too. Dude, because when you, like, so many people don't want to make mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, it's easier to mimic somebody else than make a mistake being you. So true. I mean, it's true. You, you got to be, you got to be, you got to be creative. You got to be, you can't be afraid to make mistakes. We're all going, we all do it. <laughs> we all do it every day. I mean, we all made a mistake today, let's be honest. And Oh, hell, I've made, I've made multiple mistakes today. <laughs> exactly. We all, we all do and it. And I'm going to make a metric ton of mistakes tomorrow, <laughs> a shit ton of mistakes on Saturday, and just... Every just, day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. And that's okay, because you're just a learning experience. That's all it is. That's all exactly. it is. Love, man. I love this for sure. Uh, question five. Have, have you had any challenges when starting out in this, the music industry? Kind of like the humble beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get you. Oh, man, dude, that is a loaded. You're giving me one hell of a loaded question right there, my friend. Um, yes, is the overarching answer to that statement. Absolutely. Um, like... A, probably a ridiculous amount to be 100% honest with you. Um, yeah, a ridiculous amount. Um, but anyways, for me, it's been more of a, um, let's see, struggles and, and or challenges in starting out in the music industry. First off, I didn't have any money, right? Mm -hmm. That's always like the start to a rags to riches story. Like I had $47 in my bank account or... I had $23.57, or I had $0.65, cents or I was negative, blah, 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 right? Yeah, exactly. One of those. We, we hear all those so frequently anymore. But it's like, so I had no money, right? Broke, kid. Um, 
I'm from Rockford, Illinois. For those of you guys who don't know where that is, it's about 90 minutes northwest of Chicago. So I oftentimes just say I'm from Chicago. Um, and honestly, I had no experience in running a company. Wow. None. So I, I, I had a compounded amount of things stacked against me. Um, and I really didn't know the music industry. So let me give you the let me give you the story on why independent ear became a thing. So uh, back in 2007 to 2011, I was uh, an investment investment advisor with a a financial organization here in the area, and um, one of my partners and good friends is as a was and still is an MC, a hip hop artist, and. Um, I'd been a fan of his music since he first introduced it to me, but we were coming back from a client's meeting uh, one afternoon. And he's like, I want to show you this, this new shit that I'm working on. I'm like, I get all giddy and excited because I'm, I'm an audiophile. I love music. Every bit of me, I love music. And, um, uh-huh. and he played it for me and it was the rawest form possible. Like he had the lyrics on a pad and the beats pumping through the car stereo and was spitting the, the lyrics over the beats and something inside of me just went, just clicked. Right. And I didn't really say much other than damn, that was good or whatever I said at the time. I don't remember that. But what I do remember is like the next week or so I went into his office and I'm like, remember when we were, you were showing me that music and I reacted the way that I did. I'm like, I look, I told him, I'm like, I have no idea what the hell it is that you're doing but I want to find a way to help wow, or figure it out. Right. Like I want to find a way. So I started analyzing my, myself, my situation, my connection to music, my history with it. And, um, I'm like, look, I know shit about the music industry outside of these two pivotal fucking massively important things. The music industry is flawed to its core. Absolutely messed up. And, relationships change everything. Wow. That, that, that was powerful, man, because it's almost kind of like you had a, what's that one? The, the epiphany, like, yeah, well, but that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Sometimes you get those epiphany moments. You realize that, Oh, these are the core values of the, that what they say called the music industry. But in reality, how do I change that? How can I attack it to make it Phillips? music industry or Phillips right. independently. I love it. That's, that's a story that, you know, yes, you obviously get the rags of riches, of course, that's the story. But more importantly, you kind of had the, the reality to mindset story, which is incredible in my opinion. Right. That's right. And then, of course, I mean, not ha- – and then going back to all, like what I mentioned in the beginning, starting out in the music industry from the city where I am, where, I mean – for those of you guys who are fellow audiophiles and particularly in the rock music world, like my, I'm from the home of town of cheap trick. And you would think that that would make it really easy to start a music related company in my city, but it's, that was so far from that, that I went outside of my city. Nobody knew what the hell I was doing in my hometown for the first three and a half years I was doing it. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that... That's wow! It's it's almost like you're you're being the pioneer, basically. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I was probably just being a stupid kid who wouldn't <laughs> give up on anything. 
Uh, <laughs> but uh, because it, for me, it was this is life. Like, this is what I was born to do. You're born. You were born to. You're born to rock and roll. You know, no pun intended. <laughs> right. I mean, that's it, man. Sometimes you, you find that passion, you know, at a young age, and you roll with it. And sometimes, you know, it may seem like it may seem those hard days are tough, but when you when you get down to nitty gritty, that's why you did it in the first place. You love it. And that's that's important. And by the way, we're talking young age. I started independent year when I was 27. Wow, still pretty young in my book. So you, oh yeah, still completely young. But I don't want I don't want to give people like a disproportionate view on how old I actually am. <laughs> because I mean, I'm 34 years old. Like, and I feel like I'm just now starting. That's crazy. That's crazy. Sometimes you know, and it's what seven years ago. So you started around you know 2009, 10. That's crazy, but it seems like time flies, man. It just, it, right. just, it really does, and. And just to say that you're starting, yeah, it's almost like you're, you're day one again. It's crazy. It's almost like every day is day one, you know? <laughs> you got, are, are you ready for the, for the mic drop moment of the interview on question five? <laughs> Let's go for it right now. This is going to be great. Let's see it. This is the mic drop moment. I have mics in here, but I don't want to drop it. Cement floors and all, you know? Um, I hear a lot of people saying, well, man, I'm not making any money doing this or it's taking too long or this or that, or the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. We see it all the time. Or we see the people faking it. Anyways, you want to talk about patience? I'm going to say that again. Do you want to talk about patience? I've been doing this seven years and have not once written myself a paycheck. I had a mic. I dropped it. I mean, that that's incredible, man. That's incredible dedication. Not just so, this. Yeah, you can go. You can go to. Now, so, and this is why I say that. Everybody says it's taking too long. Cool. Let it take a long time. Because guess what? When it happens, you're going to value it more. The process. The process. And trust me, your process is going to change. You're going to adapt. You're going to become smarter. You're going to become more fine-tuning your talent. But the patience for the process has got to be there. Has to be. In everything in like, life, patience is a virtue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Same, man. If you, if you don't have the patience, not, nothing happens overnight. I mean, it's very rare. It's, it's, almost, it's, very, it's almost like that that one percent you know happen overnight but for that for most for most people 99 percent of us it's a process and patience is key you're right (laughs) patience is so fucking key like that's the biggest facet anybody needs to have especially in this space especially in this one especially yeah music music is just it's almost like it's almost like it's it's almost like a a process every day like oh this and that It's, it's, it's like you're pushing you're pushing stuff like Around you're like, okay, do I push it in this area? Do I push it in this area or this area? And it, it's, it, I'm sure it's very fascinating on how much you know you, you just have to carry out on one day your, your typical daily day. You know? <laughs> yep. All right, all right. So we'll move on to to question six, which is a great segue actually, because how can you relate the fundamentals of the music industry just to your everyday life? Hmm. Relationships are everything. Mm-hmm. 
communication is key. Um, I it, it's everything because I mean, so much of what I do is everything about me, right? Like, I'm not a different person in business than I am at home, right? I might be a little bit more quiet and reserved at home than I am in my business. But other than that, there's no difference in who I am from real life to work, from what I do to who I am. Because, I mean, I'm a dad. I'm a, I'm, I mean, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I'm, I'm, I hustle. Like, yeah. it, 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 but I do that in everything. Every aspect about me is is striving to be better tomorrow than I was today. Improve yourself each day. That's that's a great point. You know, be 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 great today. Be greater tomorrow. That's it. That's a great. That's it. And be real with yourself. Nothing nothing right. else too. That's exactly it. Exactly. So, question seven. This is a this is a great question. How does the hashtag daily block videos you produce help shed light on giving an inside look of your daily life? So this is the moment in the interview where I call out everybody who's at the top of their game and now starting to produce content Um, because it's kitschy or it's cool. The main reason why I did it is to show people who are still climbing, who are, who maybe or maybe who haven't even started yet that it's possible by yourself because guess what? I don't have a team of 10 people following me around, mm-hmm. editing my videos, creating the graphics, uploading them, writing the copy, all of that. It's me. It's just one. It's one. Like, that's the most important thing. Like, you don't need to have that massive crew behind you. Now, the massive crew is a goal for me, right? Because I think my journey differs from everybody else's. But for me, it's not just about showing my journey. It's about building up the community through doing so, right? Because, and I've been challenging everybody in nearly every single video I've done. Guys, give me a question. Let's start a topic of conversation. Let's do something that is important to you guys because I could give a shit about me. I don't care. I mean, I could, don't trust me. I love the sound of my own voice and I will talk until I'm blue in the face. But if I'm not giving you guys value on shit that you want to fucking talk about, I'm doing it wrong. It's important. That, that is important right there because you have to almost think like the other person on the other line. Like, do they really want to hear me talk? To, no, of course not. They want to hear what, because if you just talk about yourself all day, where you're, you're, only one person is going to like it. It's just going to be you. I mean, there might be a couple, you know, stragglers, but at the end of the day, how you kind of support your fans and your fan base, that's how you know you've done it right. Right. And see, and, and this too, I'm not getting hundreds of thousands of views. Right. Fuck, I'm not even getting hundreds of views. But it doesn't matter to me. Because I don't care. You guys could not pay attention for five years and then all of a sudden vlogs become cool again and you guys find my shit and like it. Or get involved or find some piece of value somewhere in it. And that's what matters to me. Like, I get messages all, like, I put out in the, the video, I think, two days ago. Oh, well, not two days ago by the time you guys hear this. But, like, two days prior to recording this, we I created a video where it was all predicated around 
I got a message from somebody because I put out a piece of uh, content on Instagram stories that they said, basically they were calling me up that are saying that I had a superhuman level of positivity. Like, and that there needed to be more superhumans like me in the world. So the entire video was predicated on that piece of content. And that is fucking humbling, dude. It is. That's, and that's why when I screenshotted it and put it up on Instagram, I said, this is why I do what I do. Like, pure and simple. I'm here to help those people. Because <laughs> my life wasn't always this awesome. I've struggled with a lot of the same shit that all of you guys who are listening to this, who maybe never talked about something, are fa- have faced. Right? Because especially us guys. Right. I got to address the guys real quick. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was one of those people that was lucky enough to be raised in a very emotional, emotion driven household, a very empathy based household. Right. Like I was able to I was very in touch with my emotion from a very young age and that has helped me get to where I am. But so many people were especially us guys were raised in this ecosystem where guys don't cry. Like, guys don't get emotional. Like, fuck. That's bullshit. Like, that having emotional connection is the foundation for everything, right? Because if you can't connect to something, what's the point? Like, I was talking to one of my musicians earlier, a week or so ago, and we had had this conversation about, like, creating music and He's like, well, I really don't, I, I want to create music, but I don't know who to target it to. I said, well, if you create music for everyone or content for everyone, you're in, you're in essence creating music and content for no one. Because when you target it towards everybody, nobody's going to pay attention, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's why I called out guys in this particular session right now, because like us guys, a lot of us were raised that we couldn't cry, that it wasn't okay. Like, Fuck that. Like, be emotional. Be connected. Have empathy. Because when you have empathy, everything becomes easier. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah and the, no, I know what you're saying exactly. Because sometimes when you hold it in, that's the worst medicine. You don't have, you don't, right. you're not feeling any expression. And, and one day, that could lead to, that could lead to a wrong move. Not just, you right. know, a mistake. Like, an actual wrong move down the line. Like, you could right. be doing some damage to somebody or even something. So. It's important to kind of just be one with the world, be open and be vulnerable at times. Right. And the main reason why I wanted to, or why I started the daily block, I I started it January one or two this year. And I've now put out as of the record, as of this interview, 110 episodes. It's incredible. That's incredible. All self-produced 90, 90% of them shot from my iPhone, edited on my iPhone graphics created for on my phone and uploaded to the fucking YouTube and Facebook from my phone. Power of phone. I mean, we couldn't have said that five years ago. That's crazy. Well, you could have, but it would have been a lot more labor intensive. (laughs) But like people who say, well, I can't record. Yes, you can just go do it. Like now you're going to see a lot of transition in my content into 2018 and beyond because I'm going to bring in new tools. I'm going to bring in more people. I'm going to have more of my life because a lot of what you guys see is me in my office talking, 
saying, hey, this is what's going on here or, the, or whatever the case may be. And then just leaving it as that. <laughs> and uh, because again, it's hard, it's hard to record yourself on a call, right? If the only thing you're using is your phone or you forget your GoPro at home or your fucking camera at home, like you just, you just can't. So just do it. And that's what I did. And I've had a lot of positive response of it. I mean, one of my biggest, at least conversation topics this far, the biggest video, uh, most popular video I put out this far is I did a rant um, earlier this summer, right around the time when, um, right about the time we lost Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell, both of which were, were huge in my childhood and growing up. And it was basically me ranting about mental health, not just in the music industry, but in life, because we need to pay more attention to it. As, as a human race, we need to pay more attention to it. We, and, have, yeah, we have to. And all of us struggle with depression. If you don't get depressed from time to time, I mean, or internally beat yourself up from time to time, you're not human. But on the opposite side, if you're doing that to yourself consistently, you're never going to fucking get anywhere. He's got to find the balance. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. And it took me a long time to find my balance. A long time to find my balance. But that, that, that's the good thing, though. At least you value that more because of the patience. That it's better than, like I said, it's, it's, this, is, I'm, this is like a great motif, like a great theme here. Patience is key because when you can, because patience and balance go hand in hand. Sometimes mm-hmm. it, may, it may take, you know, five days. That's great. But, what if it relapses, you know, real quick? But if you take five years and you're solid, then you'll value that more and the patience was put into it, which I like, especially with emotions. Exactly. exactly. All right, so question number eight, and this is a good one. Uh, what are some hobbies you do outside your normal schedule of entrepreneurship <laughs> other than hustling? <laughs> okay, first off, I, I, I have to give a statement. There is no normal schedule to entrepreneurship but <laughs> unless you count 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. Um, all the time kind of a thing, but no, I mean, I'm a dad, so there's a lot of events my kids have that, that I go to. I mean, they're in gymnastics and Taekwondo. My son's in Taekwondo and my daughter's in gymnastics. They both do classes that are based around American Ninja Warrior. I mean, they're both in in scouts. So it's a lot of dad life, but, um, I, I'm a kind of a big movie guy. I love film. Um, and it's a unplugged for me. I, it's, it's my one to 2 AM kind of relaxation when I'm finalizing and uploading the content for the daily block kind of a thing. Um, or I'm sitting on Instagram and I'm sending my mass quantities of thank you messages to everybody who follows me. Like yeah. those kinds of things like that. And then I, I love cooking. Probably cooking is one of my biggest things, but I mean, I coach soccer. I, fucking work in music as much as I can. I study. I'm a student of the game. Um, massively a student of the game. Um, yeah. Sounds like it's busy, but it's, it's, but you enjoy it, which I think is important. And before I, I let you talk, a quick follow-up. What's the, what's the best thing you've ever cooked? Oh. That's a tough question because i do like breakfast lunch dinner type Mm -hmm. food so it all varies 
But I have to say that I'm most proud of my homemade pizza. Oh, especially, you know, knew that Chicago is a Chicago style. Oh, no. This is this is Philip Ron block style. The block style. This is mine. The block style pie. This is legitimate mine. Like my crust recipe, my fucking. Well, I sometimes buy sauce and don't make it. But like my concoctions, my my cheese ratio mixtures, like all of it. It's mine. It's a block. The block pie coming soon in your area. I keep getting told I need to open up a restaurant, but that's so much more work than I'd be willing to do. But but maybe that's the um, maybe that's my goal is open up a chain of restaurants at some point in time. You need to call it yeah the block pies. I'm telling you, I mean, right down the block, get a pie. That's great. Recorded, copywritten, trademarked right now. This is live, people. In all seriousness, man, that's awesome. But, but no, I just—I mean, I'm a—I'm a foodie. I'm a—I I, like—I like going to see shows. I like doing the old school shit. Like, I love people. I love just connecting with people. Like one day, a couple weeks ago, I spent—I drove out to Chicago and I spent six hours in the city of Chicago and had five meetings and two conference call, two conference calls and went home. Like, wow. and by the way, guys, most every single thing I do. I do right out of my fucking basement. Like, I'm I'm in my basement office right now. Like, my kids and my wife are upstairs. So, you don't need some fancy fucking building to work out of. At all. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm looking towards that. But be realistic with your intent. Like, I know I wasn't going to be making the amount of money that I was going to need to offset the over overhead expenses of getting an office, so I haven't gotten one. And the basement gets the job done, which I think the job done. Considering my father-in-law and I built this room and did everything in it with our own bare hands, so yeah, the, the, that's important. It's just the value of of hard work it pays off. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, the million dollar plus studio. It can be, you know, from love and from scratch and that's all that matters. If it gets the job done, then the job is done. You don't need the you don't need the value. You just need the you just need the heart and the grit. Exactly. Beautiful, beautiful. So question number nine, this is this is a great one because this is kind of like to the up and coming people. What I is love your... this question. This is my most favorite uh, this is my favorite question on this list, by the way. No, I know. This is, I know. This is, this is always one of my favorites. What is your advice to those wanting to pursue a career in the music industry? And I want you to take the floor. I will give you the short answer, and then I will give you the massively long, detailed answer. The short answer is be willing to lose. That's now, that that's, now that that's sunk in. Guys, as I mentioned earlier, seven years I've been building this thing. Never once have taken a paycheck. Now, I've recouped expenses that I've invested into my organization, but I've never once written myself a paycheck from profits. So be willing to eat shit for seven years. Or 10 years or 15 years or however long it takes. Be willing to eat shit. Like earlier this year, I just got done or earlier this fall. One of or yeah, earlier this fall. One of my bands got invited to go out and tour with ZZ Top. Everybody listening to this right now should know who the hell those guys are. And if they don't, they've been living under a rock for the last 48 years. 
These guys have, are legends in this game, right? But guess what? They became legends in this game because they've done the road 300 or 250 shows a year for the last 48 fucking years. <laughs> like, so the biggest thing out of being going and becoming an artist is be willing to make mistakes and lose. Be patient. Work. Don't be afraid of the work because so many musicians are afraid of doing the work. They're all about the pizzazz and maybe about the social media numbers and, and about the their single being up on spot or SoundCloud or their fucking ranking on Reverb Nation. But that shit doesn't matter. I mean, it matters to an extent, but it doesn't matter to your bottom line. Right? Like, I love the guys over at Reverb Nation. I personally know several of them very well because I've worked with them for six years. But, like, yeah. I still think their rating system's flawed. Like, it doesn't matter to me. And it shouldn't matter to you guys. So, and do it with your heart. That's probably the biggest, most important piece of, con of advice. Put your heart into it. Be willing to bleed from your eyeballs, to quote Vaynerchuk, for that. Because guess what? Your fans will see it. And this is the biggest thing. In fact, earlier this year, my team and I developed a, a short project around this called The Human Element. It came because artists don't know how to deliver value at scale. Our goal with that, or with that strategy was to educate and influence an, a musician, an artist, a band on how to create sustained, long-term, value-driven fan relationships. Because start thinking of your shit as a business. What does a business deliver? Value. What do good businesses deliver? Value. Is that value real or is that value perceived? Depends. But the value's there. Right? Mm -hmm. Why I'm looking at my MacBook Pro and talking on my iPhone 7 and wearing my Nikes. The value's not necessarily real. It's perceived. But we buy in value. Consumers will buy shit on value all the time. It's why McDonald's created the value menu. They're making more revenue off of their value menu than their normal menu price item, items, bar none. Now, I can't say that completely because I haven't checked that stat, but I can guess because Taco Bell has a dollar menu. Fucking, That's where they're making their money. The value. Value, 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 value. And how you musicians give it is by connecting with your fans. It's by not giving them content in your way but giving them your content in the way they want it. That's, right? that's like, deep, man. That's deep. I'm, I'm taking know your, no, sales. The sale begins when you know your fucking audience. And that's, a, and that's a great point because when you know your audience, that's your fans out there, think about it. What would they want? Would they rather you kind of do it the easy way? No. But they rather you put the blood, sweat, tears in and, you know, let your eyeballs bleed because they see that as value and they're like, oh, this man's real. Not only is he real, he's putting value, but he's making a difference in all of our lives, which is important in this world. Right. 
and that and that's great. Like, I mean, that's that's the best thing I can say to that is just be willing to lose and make mistakes and eat shit. I mean, <laughs> I mean that that pretty much sums it up, guys. Take 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 it for what it is. Take it at face value, but you gotta lose to sometimes win. That's it. Not gonna oh, win. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're not gonna win all the time, but. You sure are going to lose at least once in your life. That's for sure. So that's great. No, I recommend you lose more than you win. Yeah, the losses will gain extra value. Not just, not just that. You'll appreciate the win when it happens. Then uh, it goes back to the patience. That's yeah, it. Exactly. Everything circles back to patience. Like pay attention oh, to the rest of my content, and you'll see everything circles back to patience. I may not say it, but it's always there. It's an underlying theme in everything that I do. But be grateful with it. And musicians now, especially with all of the ability that we have in social, with social and the tools that we have, minus whatever happens with this net neutrality thing. Yeah. Like, you still have the power to go out and build shit. Go learn your, learn your audience. Go study them. Go to where they are. Spend time in the places that they are. That means, that means in real life, and that means socially, in, in digital. Like, go to where they are and spend a disproportionate amount of time in those spaces. Because when you're able to learn with them and connect with them on them, dude, it's a win. It's fucking easy then. It's almost almost like you're touring and you're you're gaining that humanity experience. You never thought you have to stay in your house, you know? That's a great point. That's a great point. So question 10, this is a good one too, is that what is your goals in the next five years with obviously Anchor, your personality, your work, your company, or just anything? Okay, so I'm 34 now. That'll be 39. Um, my goal is to have built up so many fucking relationships that I just – people – that, that people find so much value in what I do that they have no choice but to consistently pay attention to everything. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I could, and I mean, financially, I mean, I have, there there are money goals there. Like, I want the label and, and the orgs that I'm part of to be massive. And there are a lot of things that are being put into place right now, like some revolutionary shit that if it works the way that the team is thinking that it's going to work, Dude, like, the game has changed. Like, I want to disrupt shit. That's what... Disruptors. <laughs> when I started out in this game seven years ago, that was the pure, pure personal reason why. I wanted to disrupt the fucked up industry. But I wanted to do it from the inside. I wanted to use them as a platform to buck their own system. That's important. I mean, and then, I mean, over the next few years, I mean, there's obviously I want to create as much content as I can, but not creating for the sake of creating, but create, but having it there to show you guys that, hey, when you look back at this video five years from now, you can be like, damn, he actually said everything, everything that he said is, has just happened or has happened. Like, yeah. And and honestly, in the next five years, I want to be able to start financially investing into other companies. 
I want to start being able to help startups be almost create a, a holding company or a venture capital kind of system, all predicated on value and, and person and, and idea and, and more importantly, execution of the idea. Um, and just help grow shit because I mean, I've always, I mean, one of the biggest things that I like right now is I get to build really cool shit with really amazing people. Like, as I mentioned earlier, one of the artists on the or one of the bands on the roster just got done touring with ZZ Top. We had another artist, and this is the first year we've had massive success like this. We had another artist who I just was reviewing numbers um, last week, and he moved forty one thousand units from February to July. I don't think we've ever moved forty one thousand units ever, and it was just him. Now, does that mean there's a lot of money made? No. Like 41,000 units equaled, I think, total revenue of like $80. Wow. So be realistic, guys. Well, that's when I say like, think of your music as a brand and create content around that and build the brand up. That's why I mean that because you're not going to live and retire off of your fucking royalties. It's just not going to happen. So look at licensing, look at brand development, look at sponsorships and partnerships and collaborations that drive revenue into what you do. Um, and that's what I want to do. Like, and, and, and so this is the massively selfish thing that I want to do in the next five years Mm -hmm. because it'll put me ahead of Vaynerchuk. Um, I want my own sneakers by the time I'm 39. The blocks. I can see it now. Right. Like, I don't know who I would team up with. Probably some indie shoe company, but like at scale, that's what I want. Now, I've not always been a sneaker guy, but, like, I see the allure in it now. And to do it at an age earlier than others would just be fucking icing on the cake. But, like, I want to help people. I want to I build up. I want to invest in shit. I want to – I just want to be there, right? Like, I just want to be there. Be there for people, just like the humanity. And, the, and you know what? Five years? One key theme, patience. If that if the patience pays off and you know, at the course of all evolved through the the losses and through the learning that you, you put in, you'll get out of it. And that's the importance, you know. All these these dreams may seem like, you know, it seems far fetched, but in reality, if you put your mind to it and you keep losing and you keep learning and you find value in the learning and you find the time and the patience, it'll work out. That's great. It's the only way that it will work, guys. Like that patience is so important. Obviously having goals like, and I've said that I want to build a hundred million dollar organization by the time I'm 40, like with what's in store, it's completely feasible that that's happening. Now, cool. If I, if it's not a hundred million dollar organization and it's a $10 million org, that's still fucking incredible. Yeah. So like, I don't have that much, I mean, I'm working towards the 100 million, but if I end up at 10 or fuck, even five or 7.5, like it does, the number becomes irrelevant, right? Like just knowing that I've gotten one step closer and literally all that it took was work. My talent's there. My, My talent's there. I know what I'm good at. Like when my partners and I were talking about the direction we wanted to take the organization and where we wanted to be in five years, I want to be the face of the organizations. Like, 
I want to be that guy. I mean, I have the technical savvy background. I can do literally anything with a computer. I can build websites. I can do graphics. I can do video. I can do, I, I can even write code if I want to. I don't like to, and I rather would not, but like I can do it all. Oh, and this, this is one pivotal piece I forgot to mention. For the first five years of Independent Year, it was literally just me. Wow. Handling every aspect of the company from the distribution to the recording to the cover art to this, to the artists, to ev everything was me. So if anybody has ever told you you can't do something, this is why I'm doing it. To prove, like, to prove, yeah. I'm doing this for everyone who's ever told that they weren't going to be able to do something. Or that they didn't have somebody who believed in them. That's why I do this. I do this so that I can show my kids that you can literally come from anywhere and become and be great. But you cannot become, you cannot do great things until you yourself first become great. And people need to understand that. Like, don't expect to do great shit if you yourself are not in great already as a human. Like, and selfishly, I want you guys to all show up at my funeral when I die. Granted, it's going to be, I'm going to say, 90 years from now. Because I'm, I'm stubborn and I'm going to live to 90, uh, like 120 something. <laughs> but like, I don't know, just all of you guys matter so fucking much to me. And as much as I can do to help that, like, I'm going to. And show you guys that you don't have to have a college degree. You don't have to have a shit ton of money. You don't have to have a have the the fancy shit to to do good things and to create something amazing like you don't You're do right. all those things help and make shit sometimes easier yeah of course but you don't need it you don't if you're willing to put the work in you're willing to put the the value and patience in life all that fancy stuff it's it's not really required if anything that's just a blessing. If anything, if you just do it the right way and do it with the material and utilize the resources around you, you'll find the value and the patience is paid off, which is great. Right. And our last question, our bonus question, this is always a fun one. What is one thing uh, you like to tell the Anchor Nation that people don't know about you? It could also be a fun fact. Hmm. Oh, that. I, I was looking, I was dreading this question out of all of the questions on the list. This is the one I was dreading most. Um, ooh. Hmm. All right. I usually don't go serious with this question, but in the, in the framework of this conversation, I think it's important. Um, especially with everything that's gone on with the loss that we've had in 2017, um, and I know that when I say what I'm about to say, it's going to hit somebody and hopefully in a positive light because it's, I've attempt, I've survived suicide attempts. 
not just one. Several. Granted, it's been 34. Last attempt was 17, so 17 years ago. But, guys, if me, of all fucking people, can get through it and can face the shit that I've faced in my life, and trust me, I've had, some, I've had so many friends in my life who have faced far darker than me. But you can get out of it if you want it bad enough. But you got to turn that... See, I, I got asked this question the other night, and it, it's still staying in my head. Why do you work so much? Why are you so laser-focused on what you want? Because, my friends, if I stop, the silence is deafening. Like, just think of those, like, I literally am annoyed by sitting still. I cannot stand it. If I'm sitting down, I have to be doing something. But it's by internal design, because if I stop, and there's nothing else outside. You lose. Like I lose. I lose. I mean, you have. But like that's that's the thing for me. Like I've gone through it, and I've helped so many other people through it. That, like, I know what you're going through, and it's gonna suck. Like what I'm talking about is to its core the most challenging thing ever to face. But if I can get past it, I know every one of you guys who's struggling with anything even close to that can get through it too. That's a great way to end it, man, because it's just power. You know, that's that statement. It may seem like, oh, this is this is negative, but why do they say that? But in, in reality, it needed to be said at the right time is the right moment. Because right. if you can get through it, then somebody out there who's suffering maybe maybe doesn't have to be to that extent, but just of any type of, you know, botherings or lingering in their mind, you can get through it. Just be just be you and just go back to what you were doing and change. Don't be afraid to change. If it's not working, if you feel like there's any you know, anything going on, get through it. If you gotta seek help, seek help. It's not a problem. And be be one open. Be you know, if you have to cry about it, go for it, you know? Just be internally with you and, and, and around you and have the, and, have the value. Mm-hmm. And this is one other thing. This is how I disproportionately add value. Two things. Mm-hmm. One, on a complete serious note, if you guys are, if anybody who's hearing this is struggling, please do not hesitate to contact me. Because more often than not, I've been where you are, or I know where you are because I've been help. I've helped others through where you're going or through where you are. Find me. I'm literally everywhere. There's not a social platform that I do not exist on, unless that platform only exists in other countries. Like I'm on every platform. Find me. Second thing. Go, like. Life is too short to go for anything, and I repeat, anything less than exceptional in every aspect of your life. So spend some time 
as soon as you hear this, evaluating what's exceptional in your world and what's not. And if it's nothing less than your own definition of exceptional, remove it. Whether that's your support system, your you're, you're uh, a friend, a uh, significant other, like whatever it is, if it's not exceptional, if it's not anything, if it's not the best, cut it. Remove it. Yeah. That's, that's toxic. It's almost like poison. Get out of it. Just get rid of it. It's, exactly. It's, it's lingering in the back of your mind and it might bother you the next night. If you can't sleep with it, get rid of it. That That's a great, that's a great way to end it. And, I'd like to thank you, man, just for coming on this interview. This was a very, just a powerful and I think thought-provoking interview. I think a lot of people will definitely be intrigued by this for sure. Appreciate your time, man. Thank you, Kevin, man. This is, you were the first person to welcome me when I joined Anchor, and you're the first person to have interviewed me on the platform, so it's, uh, it seems fitting. And I don't, can't leave it on a heavy note, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, guys. Smile. Just. Yeah. Fucking smile. Life's too damn short. Go out there and do shit that makes you happy, like all the time. That's it, man. Smile. It. Yeah, smile. And, and actually, I also allow my my guests to DM your social media. But I guess you like to just say your your usernames on all your platforms. If that's if that's cool. Um, Instagram is my full name, Philip with two L's, Ryan Block. Um, Twitter is. P underscore Ryan Block. Uh, YouTube, search Philip Ryan Block. That's where the vlog is. Uh, Facebook, Philip Ryan Block. Snapchat, I think, is Philip Ryan Block as well. Or P Ryan Block, one of the two. Um, I'm everywhere. Literally, everywhere, type yeah. name and you'll find me. I mean, my website's, it, it's all there. Everywhere it exists. And Philip, so. yes, and Philip Ryan Block on Anchor. So that, he's everywhere, guys. I mean, this is Mr. Everywhere and everything, it seems like. So, I mean, there's no excuse. Not, not to, I'm, I'm joking. But there, there, is a, there is a heavy presence in this area, and I'm, I'm glad Philip's a great guy. And I appreciate your time. It's just been a great, great interview. I think this is a will reach a lot, of, a lot of value here, for sure. That's a great word to sum it up. Appreciate you, brother. All right, man. Thanks, Philip. Thank you out there at Anchorland. Appreciate you guys listening, and have a great night. Thanks, you too. I want to shout out Philip Ryan Block for coming on the Anchor Nation. Appreciate his time and attention. His answers were great. Fantastic interview. Once again, follow Philip Ryan Block on all his platforms. Keep it easy. Hi, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, Follow me at The Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under The Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.